Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to take stock of Wells Fargo. It has been a bad month for Wells Fargo shareholders and for the bank. The bank agreeing to pay in order to settle uh, allegations related to fraudulent accounts being opened and also the uh, appearance before two sets of regulators in Washington of John Stump, the company's chief executive. We're going to have more on Wells Fargo. Find out maybe Wells Fargo's stock is on sale. Right now, though, let's go to Catherine Cowder in the Bloomberg Newsroom for a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Pim. And Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. The stock market is rallying on track to end the month and quarter on a positive note. Banks are recovering from a sharp drop as Deutsche Bank tries to reassure investors about its financial health. On the economic front, a report showed that consumer spending stalled in August. Bloomberg's Vinny Del Dudice has the details. The government data are consistent with projections that household purchases will provide a smaller but respectable contribution to GDP. The Commerce Department reports consumer spending was unchanged last month after four months of steady gains. Adjusted for inflation, spending dropped for the first time since January. Income growth also slowed, rising 0.2%. The pause could be short-lived. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index rose in September, the first gain in four months. At the Bloomberg First Word Desk, I'm Vinny Dell, Judice Bloomberg Radio. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is up 209 points, 1.1 percent, trading at 18,352. S&P 500 up 23 points, 1.1 percent to 2174. The Nasdaq is higher by 54 points, a gain of 1 percent. It's trading at 53.23. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 27 cents a barrel, six tenths of a percent to 48.10. Spot Gold down five dollars forty cents the ounce to 13. 2060. 10-year Treasury down 10.30 seconds with a yield of 1.59%. Among today's top business stories, IBM wants to use artificial intelligence technology to automate parts of the finance industry's regulatory compliance effort. And now let's get an update of some of the other stories we're following on Bloomberg Radio today. Thank you, Catherine, from the Bloomberg Newsroom. I'm Jill Schneider. This news update is brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today. Officials say the investigation into the deadly train crash at the Hoboken station could take at least 7 to 10 days. It was a tough ride to work for some commuters after yesterday's crash. This Hoboken commuter is worried about the future. I don't see that thing being fixed for, for months. The New Jersey Transit portion of the Hoboken station remained closed today. A museum to honor Navy SEALs is being planned in New York. Officials say the museum, which could open in 2018 in Sayville, will be named for Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy. The Medal of Honor recipient died along with 18 others in a gun battle in Afghanistan in June 2005. A mistake during Monday night's presidential debate gave one Virginia woman a big headache. Bloomberg's Michael Barr explains. Thank goodness this woman has unlimited data on her smartphone. A Virginia woman says she received more than 13,000 text messages and 600 calls after C-SPAN accidentally put her number on TV during the presidential debate. 
C-SPAN put Trip Diaz's number on TV, asking viewers to call and text to comment on the candidates' debate, the most watched presidential debate in history. C-SPAN spokesman Howard Mortman says they got it wrong and have apologized to the Stafford woman. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Jill Schneider. This is Bloomberg. Catherine? Thank you. And now let's get a quick update of the benchmarks. Dow Industrial Average up 209 points at 18,353. S&P 500 up 23 points at 2173. NASDAQ higher by 54 points at 5322. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The shares of Wells Fargo, they are up about uh, two-tenths of a percent right now, $44.49. But uh, earlier in the year, this was a $54 a share stock. And uh, we know that Wells Fargo has not had the best of months. The chief executive, John Stump, appearing before two sets of regulators in Washington this week to speak about allegations and efforts on the part of investigators to learn more about accounts that were opened for people that, for all intents and purposes, did not exist. Here to tell us more, Peter Anderson. He is Chief Investment Officer at Fiduciary Trust Company. Peter, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Now, uh, let's separate what is going on at Wells Fargo in terms of investigations and the chief executive's uh, performance and role and future and the actual bank, because that may help us guide, uh, you know, the guide, the conversation about what the stock is actually worth. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think therein lies the problem, Pim. Uh, this past week, there has been a lot of focus on the CEO's activities and uh, appearing before two agencies to discuss this. And uh, while we don't want to understate the damage uh, of this scandal, I think a lot of focus has been lost on the value of the stock and going forward what the plans will be to recover uh, investor confidence. And uh, we're waiting, a lot of investors are waiting on the sidelines, kind of in a holding pattern to get a sense of what the board of directors, for instance, uh, what they're thinking and what they might uh, possibly propose as a solution. There has been, uh, they've been silent on the issue so far. And you're a shareholder. Yes, we are. We have a long-term shareholder, and uh, we have a lot of confidence and faith in the company. However, this period of, uh, I would say, lack of disclosure is is somewhat of concern because we think we need more information, as any stock analyst would, to get a sense of what the future cash flows are and factoring in what their proposed solutions would be to the scandal. Well, let me just play you a uh, clip of Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, uh, speaking uh, on the panel. Uh, They were questioning uh, the chief executive, John Stump, of of Wells Fargo. Just listen to what she had to say. You should resign. You should give back the money that you took while this scam was going on, and you should be criminally investigated by both the Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission. Harsh words from Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Peter Anderson, this has got to affect the brand, or am I wrong? 
Well, you know, I think what it should affect is the board of directors, you know, they're duty-bound to respond to this. And um, while the CEO certainly is in the center of this firestorm right now, at least in the public eye, you know, as an analyst, I, I would say that you need to know what the the highest leadership is thinking, which is higher than the CEO, right? Is, is that well, but he's also the chairman, right? I mean, John Stump is also the chairman and chief executive. He is, and you know, a lot of governance experts have been saying for years that you should always separate those two uh, authorities because of situations like this. But there are independent directors that uh, certainly are duty-bound to come forward and mention not only what I would say is disclose and propose. So disclose what's happened. And I well, think John, I'll give you an example. John yeah. Chen, the mm-hmm. chief executive of BlackBerry, mm-hmm. is on the board Yes. of mm-hmm. Wells Fargo. Yes. Have you received any information from them? Have they given you any indication about anything? Uh, it, publicly, the board, as far as I know, the only uh, disclosure they've given was the notice about the clawback uh, for the, the two uh, very highlighted individuals right now, the CEO and the other person. Uh, but other than that, we do not have anything official. So, for instance, let me give you uh, an example, Pim, that might help investors model future cash flows is if the board were to have an investor uh, conference call and disclose and propose what they are thinking in terms of fixing this going forward, I think that would give more clarity to the situation. You know, as investors, most analysts are looking to companies for guidance, right, for things as basic as earnings. So this, I put this kind of in the same category, only even uh, more highly ranked in, in the sense that if they can give us information and how they might fix this, there would be clarity and we could go forward with our analysis. And Peter Anderson, I just want to uh, offer a little bit up of your uh, resume, uh, Harvard, Yale, Northeastern physics. Maybe the physics will come in handy with this uh, with this particular uh, situation. And also previously uh, the head of multi-asset wealth management uh, at Congress mm-hmm. uh, Wealth Management. Um, is there a Click a, a time a time frame here. I know we're on a time clock. Give you about ten seconds. Is there a time clock for the board of directors? Well, time is their enemy, uh, Pim. And as I would urge them to quickly propose uh, a solution, and then we can get back to our uh, Bloomberg terminals and do the analysis. I want to thank you very much for joining me. Peter Anderson is the chief investment officer at Fiduciary Trust Company. They're based in Boston, home to Bloomberg 1200 shares of Microsoft. I mean, beg your pardon, shares of Wells Fargo are up a quarter of a percent right now. You're listening to Taking Stock. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, we're going to take stock of the election and what would happen if there's a big post-election market move. Which way would it go? That's next. That's next.